0: (laughs) (laughs) you know I just gotta tell you I've had a lot of really sweet college roommates over the years one of them in particular her and her sister were the kindest people all like 24 7 just super kind very soft and wonderful and one of them every single time I walked back into the door of our home Every time, whether I was out of town for days on end, whether I just came back from the store a couple hours later, whatever, she would always greet me with a, welcome back. And just in that tone. (laughs) And although we did not have a dog in the home, I felt as welcomed and greeted by her welcome back as much as I would a dog running and jumping on me and being excited I was home. So welcome back (laughs) to Malicious Events Podcast. (laughs) Now, I know that we just had, whether, you know, honestly, I got to tell you this, I got to tell the world this, whether I have been promoting it enough or not, the mountaintop experience for Chris Avery Coaching has been life for the last month, really, really for a very long time, for months on end. But for the last month, since it's a big, huge event, a lot going into it, a lot of It's not just an event that's fun. It's an event that has like a deep, deep purpose in what it's doing. And since it's my husband hosting this whole thing, I am not only just the event coordinator making sure we get the workbooks in time, price pointing things, working with the hotel, working with the DJ, making sure they get all the information they need. But I am also verbal processing all these things with ideas with Chris. So we've been going back and forth and he's like, ooh, what do you think about this and that? And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I don't even know like what detail this goes into. So I'm going to say I trust you on this one and we'll just have to call that good because there's just there's so much information that went into this amazing event that I it, it really it was just life. There was times that we we both came home. And we just crashed like, times that we fell asleep on the couch and just crashed because I think we were so beautifully drained from working on that event. Now that I say that, you're probably wondering, oh, I want to hear about the mountaintop experience at the two and a half day event that I've read about on your Instagram or you mentioned before. Well, (laughs) I don't know if I'm prepared to answer that question just because Chris and I haven't sat down and went over... All of our takeaways from it, and I kept billions of notes in the background of that event and so i f- I would feel more comfortable and more fair in my understanding and feeling of the event after we had a longer discussion and Although it's been a couple of days since the end of the event as as with most people who probably do a huge event, they maybe celebrate a little and relax a little right after the event before they really jump back into the grind <laughs> so I'm just going to keep on the edge of your seat till the next time. Tonight, however, it is currently... Let's see what time it is. It is currently 12, 12 a.m. I just got back from going to the gym. I went to the gym and I went by myself because Chris wasn't feeling too good tonight. Uh, And what I did was I... Sometimes I just want to do a little bit of cardio, but mostly because I just want to read and relax. I want to... I. I guess it's not relaxing. I'd like to work out my brain and read a book and also have some cardio because it's just super easy and and it's, I don't know, I just enjoy it. So there's that. (laughs) So as I was there, I biked for a half an hour, walked for a half an hour, all while reading this book. It's called The Magic of Thinking Bid by David Schwartz. And it is amazing. I read it a couple years ago and I thought it would be a good time to read it again. I'm about halfway through once again. And there's just a couple points that really stuck out to me that I thought was worth sharing. So if you don't know anything about David Schwartz, he is, you know, I'm just going to read you the cover. It says, The magic of thinking big, acquire the secrets of success, achieve everything you've always wanted, personal property, financial security, power and influence, the ideal job, satisfying relationships, a rewarding and enjoyable life. And I'm sure in here somewhere it says, oh, stuff about the author. But I would just say, look up David Schwartz. This book is amazing. Although it was done in, I think it was really like the, the 60s, 1960s. It is so applicable because we are all human. And he talks a lot about the human mind. <laughs> and uh, I think it relates to anyone who's a human. So, in this one part, he was, this, this chapter is called How to Think and Dream Creatively. And I want to share with you something he said. He said, there's a few steps to creative th- creative thinking. So step one is believe it can be done. And he said, you know, this is something I'd like to illustrate. So in front of a group that he was speaking in front of, he asked the question, how many of you feel it is possible to eliminate jails within the next 30 years? And of course, the group looked all bewildered. They weren't sure they heard that correct. And, and of course, they would think, oh, that's ridiculous. So Some of the people said, well, all order would break down if we had jails. Some people are just born criminals. We, we, if anything, we need more jails and all this other stuff. So they went on for about 10 reasons of good reasons why we should have more jails. Well, really why we must have more jails. And then one, one person even suggested in a, I guess, nicer way, like, oh, we've got to have more jails so police and prison guards can have jobs. So that's good for him on looking out. So after about 10 minutes of that, Why they prove why they can't eliminate jails and there's a need for them. David says to them, David Schwartz, PhD, so I guess it makes him a doctor, you know. He says, now, let me mention here that this question of eliminating jails is used to make a point. Each of you has come up with reasons why we can't eliminate the need for jails. Will you do me a favor? Will you try extra hard for a few minutes to believe we can eliminate jails? And I'm just going to read from the book because he says it best. He said, Joining in the spirit of the experiment, the group says, in effect, oh, well, but just for kicks. Then I ask, now, assuming we can't eliminate jails, how could we begin? So, the suggestions come slowly at first. Someone hesitantly says something like, well, you might cut down crime if you establish more youth centers. Before long, the group, which 10 minutes ago was solidly against the idea, now begins to work up their real enthusiasm. Someone said, work to eliminate poverty. Most crimes stem from low-income levels. Another person said, conduct research to spot potential criminals before they commit a crime. And another one, develop surgical procedures to cure some kinds of criminals. Educate law enforcement personnel in positive method of reforms. And he says, these are just examples of the 78 specific ideas I've tabulated that could help accomplish the goal of eliminating jails. When you believe your mind finds a way to do. So when believing something cannot be done, it's destructive thinking. And this made me really come back to where everything is lying in both the business that I have, that I have with Sarah and Chris's business, where (laughs) there's some things that seem unachievable but when we're believing them we're really pushing forward. Sarah and I have the expo and we have multiple vendors who have already signed up, gotten a booth and it's lifted our spirits so much that we are just incredibly excited moving forward because we have we have it's we have the mindset of oh how is it going to work? Oh no, like I can't do this and how can we do it? It's more like what needs to get done so that we have the results that we're you know we're visualizing. We're very actively waiting on this event to happen. And I say that in such a great sense. It's, it's so exciting. And really later on, he says, uh, there's somewhere else that I really loved what he said um, let's see if I can find it in this book. I read so many pages. I was, you know, have you ever read a book and you're just like, oh man, oh man. And you're just flipping the pages and you're soaking it all in. And it's almost to where you're, you're just in a high sense of picking it all up that you don't pick up every single word, but you get the gist of it. I'm new to this reading game. (laughs) You can ask my mom. I'm, I'm new to reading as in the last few years of enjoying reading it. Any book. Well, anyway, That's how I was. So I don't know where it is. Doesn't really matter. The point is, there's wonderful creative thinking. And when, when our brain, when our brain needs to find a way, it will find a way. Just like that, that saying, when there's a will, there's a way. If we're willing, we're going to find a way. And if we open it up to our mind, our mind's going to find a way because our mind doesn't like to be uncomfortable. If we put it in a state of uncomfortable, we're going to be comfortable in finding out the solutions to figure out, you know, the issue that's coming up of business issues, relationship relationship issues, anything else like that. So those are my two cents tonight. It was pretty fun. I really enjoyed going to the gym tonight. Sometimes I go really late at night just because I want to you know, get a little active, maybe I'm sitting too long all day or whatever else for whatever reason. And tonight was pretty interesting because it's a Wednesday night. And I went from 11 till 12, which I, there's still people at the gym, like it's later. But for me, I kind of feel like it's normal. Because <laughs> we usually go late. Um, But I could see eight people when I was on the treadmill and bike eight people in the gym the whole time I was there. Um, It's just pretty neat to kind of think, man, I want these people on my team. If they're here, From 11 till 12 in the end of the day, the final hour, I think there are people who are pushing for something big. Maybe, you know, next time I'm going to go talk to some of them and say, hey, I appreciate you. I see you. You're doing great. So those are my two cents. Uh, Whether that motivates you to go to the gym at 11 p.m. or whether that motivates you to read this book, I'll say it again. It's The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz, Ph.D., I would recommend it to anyone. It's, it's not just a business book. It's, it's a mindset book and we all have a mind. So there you have it. Thanks for listening.